Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Hack to Start, a podcast that focuses on amazing people who have an interesting story or perspective to share and their insights on how they got to the level of success they have today. Thanks for joining Tyler and I for another episode. This is episode 105, and today we'll be chatting with Victoria Young, a product marketing lead at Uber. Victoria likes to think about the intersection of culture and technology, working with emerging startups and new media platforms to creatively apply technology and new strategies to solve complex problems. At Uber, Victoria is currently focused on one of their fastest expanding products, Uber Pool. There, she spearheaded the launch of go-to-market campaigns for new product features and defined the strategy for marketing programs that drive acquisition and growth of users, leading cross-functional teams from ideation through execution. She also led the marketing campaign for a national Uber Pool partnership with Capital One, which resulted in triple-digit sustained growth. Victoria was also selected as one of eight KPCB product fellows through a process that included over 2,500 applications from over 200 universities and over 600 interviews. KPCB Product Fellows is a program that provides top quality mentorship, opportunities to create meaningful relationships between talented individuals and work experience with substantial responsibilities. Victoria also recently spoke at TEDx UCLA, acted as a mentor at Recess, and frequently speaks at events on marketing, entrepreneurship, diversity, and technology. She joins us to share her story, what it's like getting selected as a KPCB fellow, how she's approached building such an amazing career, what it's like working at Uber, some of the common product and growth mistakes she sees other entrepreneurs and organizations making, and much more. So once again, we'd like to welcome you to the show. Feel free to tweet us at hack to start Drop us an email at heyadhockedstart.com or share your feedback right in iTunes with a review, good or bad, we'd love to hear from you. So let's get started. Hey, Victoria, thanks so much for being on the show today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're super excited to have you on and, and get to learn more about you and all the amazing things you've done and, and what's going on at Uber. But before we dive into that, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, like where you're from and, and what you studied? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from LA originally. My uh, background is I went to UCLA as an undergrad and studied mass media communications and business and worked at Disney actually right after graduation and worked on retail marketing for our partners, GameStop and Toys R Us. Um, for the launch of different Disney games, um, including High School Musical and Club Penguin. Um, after that, I worked at a video game startup right when social media marketing was taking off on Facebook and Twitter um, and managed a lot of their um, digital marketing and eventually joined an agency where I worked on web and mobile experiences for clients like Rolex and Invisible Children. So since then, um, I've gotten my MBA at MIT and worked at Google, and now I'm at Uber, where I work on product marketing for Uber Pool. That's awesome. So much stuff. but A lot, yeah. yeah no kidding. <laughs> so where did your, your passion for like media and technology just, just develop in general? So I've always fundamentally been really interested in kind of how people make decisions and how, you know, they, how different media platforms and content really influence that. Obviously that translates itself really well to marketing um, because that's essentially what we try to do is use content and media to shape how people think about different products and ideas and how they identify with um, different messages that we uh, create. So I studied that as an undergrad at UCLA and ever since have been using it through um, as kind of like the, the foundation for how I think about marketing and um, creating messages. That's awesome. So how did you first get into startups? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, as I kind of explained, I started at, you know, a very, very big company like Disney. And over time, just, you know, really fell in love with platforms like Facebook and Twitter as like marketing channels and realized um, as I was working on creating web mobile experiences that I wanted to actually work on something that, you know, was technology that people used every single day. And that led me, you know, into tech, uh, into the tech industry, working at Google and now at Uber. Um, And I find that just tremendously rewarding when you can design something that, you know, really impacts people's lives. And um, it's something that changes how people think about, you know, their interactions with each other or just the world in general. So that is essentially how I kind of meandered my way from, you know, traditional marketing and brand marketing more into uh, tech marketing. That's super cool. So you've worked with media companies like Disney, as you mentioned, and Warner Brothers before moving into other forms of online content like HubSpot. What were some of the parallels you noticed were working with these different companies? So, you know, at the end of the day, what really matters is understanding your audience. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're doing B2B marketing or B2C marketing um, and what kind of content you're creating. It really goes down to being um, very disciplined in identifying all of the key motivations that your audience has and what their goals are and designing, you know, all of your marketing strategy to address those key uh, things that are top of mind for them. So, you know, I would say that is ultimately a thing that ties it together, you know, regardless of what kind of marketing you do. And I, and I do think as well that there's a shift in uh, B2B marketing now to kind of adopt more of the B2C thinking and, you know, creativity, because, you know, at the end of the day, you're still marketing to people, right? So keeping that in mind and, and making sure that your marketing is engaging and, and personal and creative is, is important, regardless of what type of marketing you do. So you then moved on to work at Google doing some agency partnerships and sales. Mm-hmm. What was the role like there? And how did you create the opportunity to work at Google? Yeah. So, you know, I was exploring different opportunities when I was um, in my program at Sloan. And I actually had a um, classmate of mine highly recommend this particular team because of the manager on the team. And for me, teams are really important. And who I get to work with is essentially the main factor of what roles I take, um, aside from, you know, obviously what I'm doing. You know, that that came through a referral of my friend who'd been on that team and worked with that that particular manager. And um, because I'd already been interested in technology, Google was just, you know, obviously one of the biggest companies in tech and just a great place to get exposure to how the industry works and just meet a ton of really great people. So, um, you know, through that referral process, I got an opportunity to meet the team. We really hit it off and um, it was a really great learning experience. So you're also a KPCB fellow KPCB being one of the world's leading agencies famously known for Mary Meeker's Internet Trend Reports. Can you tell us a bit more about the program and what it entails? Sure. So the program essentially is designed to, uh, was originally launched to help undergrad students get paired with different portfolio companies within Kleiner and receive mentorship um, along the way. You know, a lot of the program focuses on design and engineering fellows who are typically undergrads and are doing summer internships at different portfolio companies. And, you know, Kleiner really helps with that process of, um, you know, finding great talent and also matching it with the portfolio company's needs. 
then providing you know different types of social events and mentorship opportunities for the students. Uh, the product fellowship that I'm in is a little bit different in that there does tend to be more MBAs in it, so grad students as opposed to undergrad students, uh, but very similar structure. Um, you know, when I went through the fellowship, it was important for Kleiner to help me find a fit with a portfolio company of theirs, and Uber um, happened to be one. And, um, you know, since then, it's been great. They organize dinners where we get to speak with some of the top product leaders in the industry. And, you know, they create lots of great networking events for us and provide direct mentorship as well. So highly recommend it as a program. And the people that I've worked with there are just fantastic. That's really cool. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what the process to become a, a fellow was like, especially, you know, give, given your experience kind of going through that? Because it, it's pretty tedious, but it, it sounds like it's well worth it, obviously. Yeah, so I had, you know, stumbled across the program just looking up different people online and and people that I really admired in the product um, role across, you know, different companies and came across this particular program and started doing my research by reaching out to previous fellows and learning about what their application process was like and any tips that they had. So essentially what how the process works is you apply through an application online where you submit you know, your resume and all the standard stuff, but also a blog post outlining your thoughts around uh, for the product fellowship. It's specific to um, product. So any ideas and uh, analysis that you have on existing products in the space um, and products that you're really passionate about. So I actually wrote mine about Snapchat and did a deep dive into kind of where I saw that product evolving and kind of all the opportunities Snapchat has to continue to grow. Um, and after that process, um, if you're selected to have interviews, you talk with both the partners and also um, heads of product at different portfolio companies who interview you and um, see if there is a fit for both the fellowship and also within their company. Um, so I went through that as well and eventually ended up at uh, Uber. So it was um, definitely uh, quite a process, but you know, great learning experience and you get to meet tons of wonderful people along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds sounds really cool. So you, you mentioned something right at, right at the beginning uh, of that a little bit in the sense that, you know, you had been researching, you know, different opportunities or different programs or, or different people involved at products or, or involved in the making of products at different companies. How How is it that, you know, uh, you've approached building your career and, and how have you approached, I guess, getting into product management or uh, or product development from your perspective, and do you have any advice for other folks who may be interested in as a career path, any any do's or don'ts or, or advice from you on, on that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is an ongoing process too, right? Like it, it's a work in progress. You have to keep iterating and reflecting. Um, but my main philosophy is to just stay very, very curious, both about yourself and about the work that others are doing. And in being curious, you stumble upon uh, really interesting people and projects that you then you know should pursue. And so that's kind of how I've gotten into a lot of the programs and opportunities that I have is, is just genuinely you know, being very passionate about understanding, you know, how is this person doing this role and, and what is that like and why would I want to be interested in it and what are they doing that, you know, I admire and and want to, you know, learn more about and start from those questions and with that intent. And that usually leads 
two really interesting conversations um, with different people. And as a result from that, um, interesting projects and opportunities. So I highly recommend that people stay curious and, um, you know, keep their eyes and ears open on Twitter, on, on LinkedIn, and just be sure to follow their curiosity to different uh, mentors that they might be able to find or projects that may, they might come across. Yeah, absolutely. That's some great, great advice and, and insight into how to get in. Cause mm-hmm. e- even, you know, even, even us, we get asked all the time, like, Hey, how do you get certain guests or whatever? And it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's actually that it's, it's just pay attention to what's happening around you. Be curious, start conversations and absolutely. amazing things happen. Yeah. I mean, people are, are way more open than you, than you think if you go to them with something thoughtful and, and with a genuine curiosity and passion about what they're doing. So, um, you know, a lot of times people are just afraid to, to ask and, and to start that conversation, but you know, just do it. It's, you know, worst case, they just don't reply, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So you're, you're currently, you know, working at Uber, as you've mentioned, as part of the product marketing team. So how did you, you know, really create the opportunity to be part of the team at Uber? Um, yeah. So actually what happened here too was also a referral. So a friend of mine that I'd met years ago through uh, my work at Disney was at the, um, Uber office and, you know, was speaking really highly of both the company, the work and the team and, um, ended up referring me into, um, the company and, because Uber is at a stage where there is so much growth and so much change, it really requires, you know, you to sort of define what you think makes the most sense for the business and propose those things really proactively. So a lot of my work and my role has has been to to try to think through that and um, be very strategic about what makes sense, um, you know, in times when there may not be as much structure. That's pretty cool. And so how did the opportunity, I guess, to join the Uber Pool team come along? Was that part of a proposal? Because what's interesting about Uber Pool is it's almost the opposite idea of Uber, like, you know, one (laughs) private driver, but now you're sharing it with a bunch of people. So can you take us through that? Yeah. So, I mean, Uber Pool launched in LA um, as the third market and, you know, I'm based in LA. So when it launched, you know, we were really trying to be one of the first cities to figure out how to message and how to, you know, make this a product that worked and, and you know, actually really reduce traffic and, and all of the goals that we have and the vision um, for Pool. So as one of the first cities that launched it, I got a really unique and awesome opportunity to think through how a new product like this could be adopted in a city, especially that is very much um, a city full of car owners, right? So, so yeah, it was definitely a really uh, fortuitous kind of timing for me to be there and working on this particular launch. It's really awesome. And so I'm sure that, you know, it, it varies quite a lot, but what does a typical day look like for you? What are some of the challenges or, or more of, of the opportunities you get to think about? I know you highlighted a little bit before, but what, what does that look like for you? So a typical day, um, you know, it, it definitely involves starting with, you know, kind of addressing any major fires or like key priorities that need to be handled. And after looking through emails and making sure that there's no major urgent projects, it's really about checking through your list of different projects that are going on. So a lot of times I'll have, you know, both a campaign that's more partnership focused going on, as well as, you know, an automating and email campaign um, as well. And a lot of that is checking in with cross-functional partners, um, making sure all the pieces are moving smoothly. You know, Uber is a very global company. So having conference calls with teams in different places and, um, you know, sharing best practices and insights, collaborating on projects, diving into the data and looking at different 
metrics that we are uh, to, to see what trends you know we're noticing across the board in different markets. It really ranges depending on the project and, and the life cycle of that project, but it always involves a lot of cross-functional collaboration. It's awesome. It's really cool. It, it, I, I'm not sure if it's, it's possible, so you can choose not to answer this, but can you dive in a little bit more into maybe some of those partnerships that, that you've been a part of putting in place and, and maybe what some of those uh, metrics for success or, or data points that you guys look at to both evaluate you know, the success of a partnership or, or just generally what trends you guys do look for when you are launching a partnership? Um, yeah, so I, you know, recently worked on a Capital One Uber pool promotion and across the board, you know, and this goes, you know, for different companies, not just Uber is essentially you're always looking at a change in behavior that hopefully you can attribute to the marketing campaign. So that may be for Uber, you know, it's, you know, how frequently people take trips, which is pretty obvious. That is something that we kind of do a before and after look at. Um, we also can get more specific with the data. And if we have, you know, certain goals about, you know, when the trips are taken or where we want the trips to be taken, those may be built into our um, KPIs for a project. But as a whole, you know, we always are looking to grow awareness um, and get riders to hopefully adopt the product more. Yeah, absolutely. It's and it's it's an awesome product, and it just keeps getting better and better. So I look forward to seeing you know how it continues to grow and evolve uh, in the future. Yeah, I love it. So you mentioned earlier that you know that that especially in Uber's context, that you know you guys are at a place in time where you have to be very proactive in proposing basically a business case or a new idea. So how does a solution that you and your team kind of come up with or envision end up making its way sort of up the chain and and maybe into the main product? What what does that look like? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that's the best part about Uber is it's very, very flat in that sense, right? Like if a good idea is a good idea, like it will be heard and we will be able to find a way to prioritize it. So, you know, access to the decision makers is definitely there. And so long as, you know, you put together something that is really well thought through, has data to back it up and is, you know, clearly communicated, there really is no reason for something that is a great idea to, to not be implemented. So we really pride ourselves on on having that sort of culture and that environment. That's super cool. I, I wish we had you know some insights and kind of like the ideas that didn't make the cut because I see, I feel like there's so many opportunities that uh, <laughs> you could leverage Uber's technology. Like you know I'm from I'm in living in Toronto now and just when when you guys released like Uber Eats for the first time, I was like, wow, this just makes sense, right? And it's such a mm -hmm. cool and different way to approach you know just drivers and driving around the city. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and any company, I'm sure in tech will let you know, it's usually there's just so many ideas. All it comes down to is managing time and resources. So you've just got to prioritize because there's so much that could be done and there's so many cool things, but you got to pick and choose. So. <laughs> exactly. So how do you approach thinking about product growth, both at Uber and kind of some of the things you're working on on the side? Like you've written cool posts about uh, product growth at Spotify and, and Snapchat. So would you be able to just to walk us through kind of your thinking? Again, going back to the, the kind of the roots and the fundamentals, it's always about how people interact and think about your product, right? So you're, you're looking for trends in the data about how they're interacting with the product and hopefully using that to inform, you know, opportunities for making improvements and, you know, finding different ways to drive virality within the product um, and also through 
more the marketing side, right? So like referrals and, and things like that. So how do you get people to use your product more themselves, but also then to share that uh, product with everyone that they know, hopefully, right? And get them to also use the product. So it's kind of a, a two-sided thing that you have to keep thinking through. And for me, it's really about mapping out all of the potential touch points and channels that um, exist. So if you have someone who is using Uber, for example, you know, there's push, there's in-app, there's potentially new product features that we could even build that increase engagement and make the goals that we're trying to drive towards for our users uh, even easier, right? We want to reduce the friction to all of those steps for what we want them to do and how we want them to feel. Um, so that's that's really fundamentally what it comes down to. And, and then the ideas kind of grow from there. That's really cool. Those are some great, great approaches to mapping out the product growth. So what's next for you and Uber this year? Um, yeah, so I would say there's definitely some extremely exciting things coming for Uber that I can't reveal just yet, but um, it's definitely going to be uh, very, very exciting for all of the people who use Uber um, to see. And, um, you know, for myself is to continue to work on really interesting, challenging projects that, uh, and with really great people, really is all it comes down to, um, that you know, tech is something I love and there's always so many interesting things going on in the tech world. Um, and Uber pool is definitely something that I really strongly believe in, uh, for, for Uber and, um, you know, and carpooling in general is just something that's again, not a new idea, like Travis says, but it's something that no one has really figured out how to, um, really optimize and scale well. So uh, really believing in, in that for Uber. That's exciting. I can't wait to see the latest updates to Uber. So what were some of the most recent apps that you've downloaded to use for your personal or professional life? Um, gosh, you know, I downloaded Audible recently, um, Hitlist, Hopper. Uh, those are like recent downloads. But, you know, my phone is a, a mess of just a billion apps on my different screens. So, so yeah, sometimes I can't even keep track of what I have downloaded because I can't find it after I download it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, Audible is something that I'm trying to start using more. Yeah, absolutely. I know the feeling. It seems like every time a new app comes out, you want to play around with it, at least for a little bit, just to see, you know, what might be different or, or what they're doing that, that's exciting. So yeah. I definitely know the feeling of flipping through pages and pages of apps. <laughs> totally. So, you know, we, we've obviously talked about a ton of stuff and there's been a lot of amazing in, insights so far. Uh, do you have any last thoughts or personal mottos that you like to live by and you think others should know about? Gosh, yeah. So last thoughts and mottos, I would say again, like stay curious, um, be adaptable. Like you can really never predict what happens and, and you've just got to kind of roll with the punches and, and stay flexible with whatever comes your way. And, you know, be, be really proactive and, and always reach out to, to people and projects and companies that you find interesting and everything will kind of work itself out from there. Absolutely. It's great advice. Victoria, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. It was awesome to have you on the show. Great chatting with you guys. Thank you so much. Well, that's another episode of Hack to Start. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again soon. Remember to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and on the web at hacktostart.com. We couldn't do the show without your awesome support, so please leave us a review. Until next week. <laughs>